Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he shares his highly practical teachings and examples of transformation. In this 19th episode, he talks about the biblical view of human life and what happens when this view or truth is absent. So there is another lesson that is called life is sacred, and this is a big issue everywhere. There are cultures that give a, a lot of importance to, to, well, to life, human life, but not only in the sense of health. And probably in the third world is the way you see it, because organizations, they go to third world countries and they get concerned about nutrition. And you see a group of women in a community and they are learning how to feed their own children. I know that feeding a child is an important thing to do, but it's, it's, it's really interesting if you don't have the real value in your mind about what a child is. Sometimes it's something subjective because people in the countryside tend to confuse sometimes even the importance of having a, a healthy animal versus the healthy child. I've seen many times people spending money to heal their cow or their horse and while they are having children that are sick. Why? Because they will sell the cow and that will bring money and they will do many things with that, but they don't exactly know what they're going to do with the child. If you notice, we value life, human life, for other reasons, not for uh, economic value. And I was in animistic cultures, for instance, Bolivia, compared with Guatemala, Bolivia has a very strong animistic culture, very strong, it's amazing. You can go to Bolivia and you can see cities like maybe similar than others, but that's what you see outside. But in the minds of people, you're going to find incredible things. And the countryside society in Bolivia is very much related to a spiritual life. And uh, you can see incredible things happening there. And most of them are demonic things. And the typical thing that people do in animistic cultures is to look for appeasement. They try to prosper or they try to have a better life. But it's amazing how animism can block you or understanding the way you should do things in life. So if, if that belief system comes to you and teaches you that if you give an offering to a spirit or whatever it is, and because of that you are going to be prosper, if you get caught on that, it's amazing what it can do in time, you know? Sacrifices can mean many things, but in Bolivia, sacrifices to a spirit, it means human sacrifice. And they are practiced in Bolivia in almost everywhere. There are communities of mining people, and in every mine you are going to find an idol, and they make and they sacrifice children in in those mines. So every time you hear a child that got lost, you know where you are going to find them. And you can see that in cities and in the countryside. So people don't give value to to children and. Little by little, in an animistic culture, you tend to see the world in a different way. And uh, 
Uh, there are many examples how these things happen, for instance. whole community close to the border in Bolivia that they all believe they are prosperous people. They commerce with smugglers, and, but this is not a simple thing. They all get proud. They are proud of telling you that they sacrifice their own children to be prosperous. So then you have a huge thing to face, you know? How can I convince these people of what they are doing? And, and it's really solid. But those things belong to their own worldview. And I remember we had a meeting, and, and we were talking about this, this point, about the children of the community. And one of those guys who work in a certain area, he said, I want to say something. I have six months working in my position, and I have to visit some communities, and, and I have a number of children that I have to visit. And in six months, I can report 35 children who are missing. Can you imagine? 35. And he said, I have gone to the authorities, and they don't care. I have uh, gone to the TV, uh, the media, and they don't care. And I was watching because there was the country director and many people of our organization. I was wondering, and I said, would they care? You know, because, I, you know, the report came to them. Are you going to advocate for those children? Interestingly, we are an organization that work with children. We are supposed to take care of them. But this guy said, and I want to to ask you to help me. I want, I do care for these kids. But in time, the organization did nothing. Why does it happen? Because we hire people from the same culture to do a job of helping them with their own problems. Do you understand what I mean? And so people with those lenses trying to help people that have the same lenses, they, they, won't, they won't see the problem. They won't feel that the way they should. You know, they, they, they won't act because they are trapped in the same problem too. Like those guys who said, these people never change, they will probably say the same thing. So when you talk about the biblical worldview and a value like this, life is sacred, you have to work hard and say, okay, how does this affect me? For instance, in an animistic culture, people worship idols. What happened to this is that idols are not God. God as we know our God, because our God is a person. An idol is not a person. If you go and see in, in those places, they understand this God like a powerful being, a spiritual being, but they don't have a personal relationship with their God. We Christians have a unique faith because we have a personal relationship with God. God is a person. That part of your personality you don't notice that, but it's very well developed when you practice your faith as a personal relationship with God. You talk to Him, you confess Him, you humble yourself. You do many things. Even your conscience is open to understand that you made a mistake and you have to go and forgive or to ask for forgiveness. Those things happen in a personal relationship, but those things never happen in an animistic culture. So one, one of the things you notice with people in an animistic culture is that they might be nice, they might have nice food, they might be happy dancing or playing music, but you cannot relate to them with profound personal relationship. And they cannot do it with their own children either. 
Sometimes you can hear awful stories about their family relationship among them. And teaching about life is sacred has an incredible impact. But it's hard to do. You have to find ways to show people how they are seeing life through particular perspective and to break that. So, for instance, in my church, I tend to a church that is located in an area like that. And the first thing I can see is that they are very weak making a personal relationship. The first thing that happens is that they start fighting each other. They have envy to each other. They hardly can work together. And I say, why, why everybody think that that's common? But it's not common. It's based on a problem. They don't value life as sacred and with all the consequences that it has. So I sit with them. And you have to make very simple questions like, for instance, in an animistic country, women or men don't see the value of their own children. And for instance, when I have a child, I see her and I said, I want her to be a great person. And it's sad to say, but in an animistic country, a mother sees her own child and she never thinks he will be someone great. Sometimes it can be even given as an offering. Never sees the, the value. So I sometimes talk to the people of my own church and I talk to them about the children. How about your children? How are you dealing with your daughter? Uh, he says, oh, I don't know, it's my wife's problem. No, it's not your wife's problem. But that behavior comes from that idea. So I deal with him and, and I tell him, why don't you talk to her? Or tell her a story when she goes to sleep. Read a book to her. And those things are so incredibly unthinkable for them by themselves. So we have to make a kind of projects to heal what is a personal relationship. And interestingly, when you talk about faith and you say Christianity is a kind of faith that starts with one basic thing a personal relationship with Jesus, they get lost because they don't know exactly how to do it. It's absent in, in their culture. This is uh, heavily animistic. But if you tell them, you know, if you give $100, God will give you $300, they'll do it immediately because that's what they practice in an animistic country. They appease gods. They prosper because they sacrifice something. So people in churches are exploited very easily because that concept is interesting and you can see many churches prospering a lot and you cannot imagine the amount of lies that they say just to get their money and they do it easily because people are connected to that form of worship so life is sacred it's not just a matter to say your child is someone important and you have to nourish him or to teach them the triangle of, of nourishment. Those things don't make sense, finally. What you have to do is to work more in what is a personal relationship. And that's, uh, that's interesting, it's, it's hard, but when it works, it, it produces very nice things. I have heard some testimonies of parents discovering their own children. There was this guy, he, he was a very nice guy, he got converted. And the Lord was working very nicely with him, but he had a very awful relationship with his son. He never thought about that. And I told him, why don't you go and talk to your son and ask him 
forgiveness because you abandoned him. And that was hard for him to do. And he did it. And his son didn't accept that. He got angry. And he said, you know, it doesn't work what you say. <laughs> because my son, he got angry and this and that. But later on, some months after that, I met the man and he told me, you know what? The other day I took my son and he was uh, taking his son to the military service. And I went to visit my son and he came out and said, Dad, I want to talk to you. And he uh, apologized. He asked him forgiveness for treating him that way and because how much he suffered when he was a child. And he told me, we spent an incredible time together. And my son promised me this and that. And, and I said, it's, it's interesting, but the sacredness of life is surrounded by so many incredible things that God has put in a personal relationship. A worldview is a powerful thing. If you think that a child has no value, it produces consequences. Killing a child is not the only consequence. There are many associated with that. I mean, when you give value to life because there is a reason, in this case because God is a person and we all are, are persons too, that, that makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening. Here is a question you might want to ponder. Human life is sacred. What impact has this truth had on your culture? What impact has the absence of this truth had in your culture? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo will talk about work and why it is a blessing and not a curse.